guys, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. If you are currently listening on Spotify, then like and download and follow. And if you're listening on iTunes, then you can like and download and follow and leave a five-star review and comment. You better. <laughs> and if you're listening on <laughs> SoundCloud, then you can like and follow and comment as well. And then go listen to some SoundCloud rappers or something like that. But only after you listen to us. Yes. Very, very important after make sure to follow us on social media to keep up with everything that we're doing and all of our guests hell you yes. can follow us on instagram at songwriting saves the world you can follow us mm-hmm. on twitter at song saves world which by the way yara shahini knows that we exist which is really exciting <laughs> she liked our tweet she liked our tweet <laughs> very exciting stuff if you guys want to be like yara shahini like our tweets on twitter then go to twitter <laughs> <laughs> and if not then you should definitely follow our facebook page you can like granny. it get them all you know the drill sasha get grandmother grandfather uncles aunt fish, fish dog whale turtle, that star that you bought <laughs> you know the drill come on just do it you know and you want to you really really like our show and you want to support us financially <laughs> you can um become a patron patron you can become a patron on our patreon at songing saves the world on patreon for just four dollars a month you get extra content from the guests like song breakdowns a songwriting saves the world laptop sticker and more merch Ooh. coming soon and we're super excited to jump into this episode where we talked about a lot of cool things such as star signs manifesting and picking up random people on the street to be in your music video we talked about all this stuff with me and Nikolai, the coolest gal on the block, the <laughs> coolest gal in Holland. Really so cool. we'll jump right into that now. <laughs> Splash. See you on the other side. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. Today we have me and Nikolai, super special guest. We'll do a little intro for you so everybody knows. Mia Nikolai is a singer and songwriter based between London, Amsterdam, and L.A. She released her first single, At Last, in 2018 and has released two singles since then, most recent of which being Mutual Needs, which was released this year. And it's really good, and we're super excited to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you for coming on. Thank you. So we have a little icebreaker intro game called Right to Our Tank, and it's basically the musical version of F. Mary Kill. So mm-hmm. you can write with an artist, tour with an artist, and then one gets thrown into like a festival water carnival tank. game water tank. They got to get dunked. So yeah. Like ride with um, the three options. Yeah. The what? No, no. Go ahead. Um, it's Angel, Casey Musgraves, and Phoebe Bridgers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So write with one. Tank one. The th- What's the third one again it's called? Tank. Tank them. What is that? Like, kind of like if there was a water tank game at like a festival or a carnival, you know, how you like throw a ball and then they like fall into a tank. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, for, like a widely known thing, but that's what okay. we're referencing. <laughs> okay. Well, I would tank Phoebe Bridges just because I don't know her too well. So As well. Would, that's fair. So then I would tank her just because of that. Okay. I would probably write with Casey because... Mm. Mm-hmm. And then Angel <laughs> seems like a really, really nice person. So I would definitely want to tour with her. Cool. Perfect. Perfect. Phoebe will but, be fine. Yeah, she, she can will. swim, right? I think so. 
but okay, wait. <laughs> I have second thoughts. Maybe I would do it differently because I know that Phoebe Bridges is a really good songwriter. So maybe I would write oh, with yeah. her, and then maybe actually, maybe actually I would tour with Casey because okay, I'm I'm just gonna. It's a hard one. That it's is a hard one. Hard. I didn't think about it, that. I'm really indecisive. That's that's something <laughs> about me. Like, <laughs> I, I never I think know which one. You can't go wrong. All of these options are really good, so there's no wrong answers. Yeah, yeah. that's... Well, and I also think yeah. that all of them would take being tanked very well. Like, they all seem very, yeah, like, lighthearted with laugh. Yeah. I feel like Angel yeah. would actually enjoy it. She would just laugh. <laughs> like, so water? <laughs> yeah, like, so I don't know. Dip. I just see her being like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> like, tanked. <laughs> so, can you start with giving us, like, a summary background of your musical journey and how you got to where you are now? Yes, I'd love to. Well, um, it all started, so three years ago, I was still in, in acting school. Wow. Well, that was four years ago. No, four years ago, I was in acting school um, here in Holland, in Maastricht. And I really did not enjoy that school. Like, I don't know, I just, it, I didn't like acting mm-hmm. like I was someone else. Like, I really preferred acting like myself. <laughs> so, um, and then my favorite classes were all music-based. So I was like, oh, interesting. And then I had, like, a gap here, and I was like, fuck, I thought I was going to be an actress. What am I going to do now? <laughs> and then I just, like, randomly moved to London. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I guess this is what I'm going to do now, but what am I going to do here? And then I just, like, found um, found a like a summer camp in like writing and music and singing Mm. so then was my first experience of just like doing music seven days a week and I just remember just it being the best weeks of my life at the time so then I I got into both schools I chose it was really hard to choose I had to um (laughs) you know like uh pick a coin and stuff Um, oh gosh it was really hard yeah it was really hard and then I finally chose one school and then I just went there and, and from there on I just started writing so many songs these were music schools that you were choosing from yeah yeah yeah. so i went to icmp in london it's like institute of contemporary music or something yeah and i literally at some point locked myself in my room and for three months i was just writing 70 (laughs) songs just because i was like i need to get good at this because everybody is better i I feel like i started quite late you know in the Uh game Uh most people started like very young and stuff I wasn't, I was improvising my whole life, but not writing, writing. Mm -hmm. And then I just like started going to studios, like beside school. And at some point I realized I was only in the studios. I wouldn't be in school at all. (laughs) And then I just moved to Australia, Melbourne. Uh (laughs) And I went to the studio there. And honestly, I also did a lot of like, I'm a big believer. If you work on yourself, your inner Mm -hmm. world your music will get better. Yeah, I love that. Develops. I so agree. So, yeah, so while I was in Australia, I did a lot of just inner work. Soul searching. Um, really looking at... Gotta happen. Yeah, soul searching and just so really just sitting with myself and and being okay with not having many people around. Yeah. And, and I feel like my voice really popped after that. Like, before that, I had a, a, really, a little tension in my voice mm-hmm. always. And then... After that year in Australia, I don't know, I just felt more calm in myself and therefore my voice started to sound calm. Yeah. So yeah, and then from there on, I just started to develop the whole artist project that now came out like I think in, was it August? Yeah, August. Yeah. Well, I love that you said that like working on yourself made your art better, made your voice clearer because I feel like there's kind of this huge like productivity culture, like 
in any sort of business, but in music also, like, it's, like, hustle-focused. Like, you have to be doing all these things all the time. When really, like, if you're an artist, you have to, like, take care of what's in your head Mm. first. And then, like, your your whatever products you make are so much better. Mm. So I love that point. Yeah, and not only that, like, also the energy that you project into the world. Like, if you're at some event or network event or whatever you are, and you kind of project something that you know maybe you still don't love yourself mm-hmm, enough mm-hmm. or something like you will attract people that are similar to that yeah but if you want to get to a certain level in anything like you have to feel that level first yeah wow yeah. inspirational today <laughs> so insightful <laughs> damn what a treat first thing in the morning just inspired yeah. insightful yeah it's it's already 5 p.m here <laughs> like I'm just trying to find this I had like a self care day today. I literally, I yeah. For me, that just means it's it's so important. I want to take a self care day today. (laughs) Yeah, maybe after this, I'll just do a face mask or something. (laughs) Yep, that meditation, face mask, writing shit down, the manifestation. Manifestation, That's funny. Yeah, I love manifesting. (laughs) I actually have like my manifest table. Literally to my right, I have oh. like a bunch of like books about like, um, oh. like positive thinking. So I have my crystals and my candles, and I just like I did that like a month ago. I like cleared off this like shelf, and I was like, this needs its own designated area. I love <laughs> yeah. that. It's like a little altar. Exactly, it is like a little altar. That's a cute one. So we talk a lot on this podcast about a songwriter's toolbox, which is. Just essentially mm-hmm. some things that you've like picked up along the way, whether it's yeah. from school or just habits that you have when you write. Mm-hmm. What are three things that you have in your songwriter's toolbox? Like tips and tricks. And it can literally be anything. Live. <laughs> live. <laughs> yeah, that's live a good a one. Like, because then you have a lot. Like, I notice that I write best. And if I, if I just, if I've been through something and then I've, reflected on it enough and then i go to the studio preferably with a producer who just Mm -hmm. makes the beat and i'll just be in the back Mm -hmm. and i'll just write my feelings down and somehow it always just like those songs just make more i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah they're there um better toolbox for me is whoever i'm writing with i prefer writing with people because i I find it easier to be honest with myself when i'm with other people Um, interesting yeah yeah. so like if I have a conversation with someone and I just you know I try to open up as much as I can and I say like oh this is going on this is what I feel about this topic or Uh concept and and then that person tells what they're feeling and then you talk for maybe I don't know depends sometimes two hours sometimes 30 minutes Uh or sometimes you Mm -hmm. don't talk I don't know it's very uh it depends (laughs) on the situation always new yeah Yeah. but um I think it it, toolbox for me is definitely having a conversation prior about the subject so that you are in the in the exact feel of it mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. so that you write it from from that i don't know from the s- stomach i, guess. I don't know it's a call yeah, same like, page yeah yeah um like from that place somewhere that's in your stomach like yeah. your gut or something <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry i'm very foreign guys um <laughs> <laughs> no you're perfect <laughs> but um yeah so that would be my second one the third one is kind of just being fearless and coming up with melodies just just mm. go go just for do it do 
don't think about yeah. it before like oh would this melody be good just sing it and then you'll know if it's good and if it's not true change it, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i love that um you said that it's easier to be honest with yourself when you're with other people because i feel like yeah. a lot of people don't say that a lot of people have like kind of a dissimilar experience they're like oh it's easier to be honest when i'm alone but i think what is really cool about songwriting is that it's about communication like you can write a really like internal poetic song that kind of expresses to yourself what you feel but if you want to give it to the world then it has to like be communicated clearly mm -hmm. and so i think that's so true that even if it's like a personal thing or a difficult thing to talk about telling other people telling co-writers and being being able to explain it first makes it easier to write about i think mm -hmm. that's true For me, I think it's also sometimes I just need people around to have as like a blank page that I can talk to. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. throw the spaghetti in their face. And then <laughs> I'm just like, sorry, let me clean that up. Oh, actually, that's a song. You're like, that's stuck. You know, people like yeah, throw funny. pasta to the wall. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Mutual Needs is a breakup song, a form of a breakup song. But it mm -hmm. has like a really fresh perspective, like an interesting take on those feelings so how yeah. do you think about finding new perspectives and like new windows to look through about the topics that you're writing about when you're writing yeah i, I would just want to blame that on on therapy um <laughs> like <laughs> oh that on that's so funny um therapy but also just good conversations with people you mm -hmm. know that kind of mirror you uh, or reflect something you say in a different light mm -hmm. um, yeah but with this particular situation so yeah the song was definitely like it, I, it was in a relationship I was about to break up but at the same time I was scared to break up but I was like if they find someone else then that would be perfect because then they're <laughs> happy because they found someone yeah so they're not going to be sad about me leaving and i'm going to be happy because i, I don't, i'm leaving them yeah you know so it was kind it's a of win -win. yeah it's a it was win -win. a win-win situation i guess yeah um i i think i also just like that was like my first relationship that i was about to break up so i think i just didn't have the balls mm. to do it yeah <laughs> so i was like in my in my fantasy i was just like it'd be so great if they would meet someone someone else that's so funny yeah <laughs> you're like how do i make this painless because yeah. <laughs> yeah what's the easiest exit route right <laughs> yeah but i think it's like my dad is My dad is 73, so he's, like, mm. way older than I am. Mm -hmm. So he's a very different generation. He was more, like, in the hippie, like, times. He was yeah, very, hell like, yeah. open and free. So <laughs> a lot of times when I would come with struggles that our generation struggles with of, like, you know, like, yeah, but, like, he, he, he might, like, find someone else. He would always look at me, mm -hmm. so that's great like that's perfect and i'd be like yeah but like but like you need you, and he was like no it's like if they find someone else you'll find someone else like it doesn't matter like yeah i don't know it just really helped having more of a flexible mind when it comes to when you don't work out with someone mm -hmm. you know can actually it's not it's neither's fault it's just not having their same mutual needs yeah yeah i love that i love that perspective like, just ride the wave it's fine. just go with it yeah. dude yeah. i mean it hurts though it hurts don't get me wrong shit hurts you're like in tears your dad's like don't even don't even <laughs> yeah. so you're based between london amsterdam and la so what's different between the music scenes in those places and how has moving around shaped the way that you like do music and consume music? 
I think well traveled. Yeah, well traveled. <laughs> I'm just gonna hop around the world. <laughs> yeah, it started when I was 18. I don't know. I was just like, eh, fuck Holland. I'm out of here. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, LA is somehow a very it's a very driven city for music. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there's a little bit of a chill vibe. Like, it doesn't matter whether we write a good song or a bad song, but at the same time, it has to be a good song. Like, it's a really <laughs> twisted mm. yeah, energy. That's difficult to navigate. Yeah, stressful. it's a bit of both. <laughs> it was actually a little bit stressful sometimes when I was there. But um, at the same time, it was very easy to just, like, kind of get into places and just meet people. And somehow I feel like LA is the mm. type of city that when you come with certain in- intentions, you will find the things that you were intended to find there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, then London was, I feel like it was definitely harder to get in there to be taken seriously. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very kind of, like... The music industry is in like in general hard to be taken seriously in, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely. That's mainly I think in London, LA, maybe New York, and like I think Europe is a little bit easier with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely noticed that. I don't know. It's just easier here to be kind of, or maybe nobody's taken seriously here, and that's why, or everybody <laughs> is. There's e- it's either one of the two. But I feel flip like in coin. London, yeah, flip the coin. Um, but I feel like in London, LA, it's definitely like if you have a certain name or you like, you know, if you've done certain things, then you're definitely more, you know, invited into mm-hmm. certain rooms. And how that shaped me was that London made me work my ass off because I was like, I want to be taken seriously, yeah. so I'm just gonna work hard until I am take be taken until I am taken, huh? Yeah, until I'll be seriously. taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, that one was a birth. It's the um, end of the day for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Um, and then, well, I was also, of course, in Melbourne for a whole year, and mm-hmm. that was a different type of industry. But at the same time, it's funny. It's just it's all the same and yet also different. And mm-hmm. but the most important thing I think how it shaped me is that I feel free and not stuck to a culture like I wouldn't be scared to be in a room with anyone from anywhere because I've been in rooms with anyone from anywhere yeah um you know I think that's how it shaped me rather and also it's really good to just the same it's the same thing with dating you date a bunch of people (laughs) you find out what you like what you don't like Mm -hmm. and then when you meet someone you have reference so you're like it's easier to to like be like oh that's a red flag I remember yeah yeah yeah. you know it's kind of the same with, with with studios i think it's like some people i need people that are very open around me when i write mm-hmm. um and i need people that can work fast because my, when i write i'm really fast i'm like can you do this can you do that boom boom, boom. and then it's like the song is there so that's those two things are really important for me because mm-hmm. i have uh, i struggle with patience sometimes <laughs> well that's great so each of your songs has like really sick visuals, like really cool visuals. Oh, so how do you think about like cover art and videos while you're making a song? And like if you're planning to release like an EP or an album in the future, how do you think you'll approach the process of visuals differently for a larger body of work? Ooh, I love this question. I think visuals are one of my favorite <laughs> things. Um, mm. For Set Me Free, the first song, um, 
honestly, the artwork was a total accident. I did not plan on that. Mm. It was just me, but for both singles, actually, it was just me doing a photo shoot with friends. And then those pictures came out like kind of that's how it went mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. to set me free um, video clip. I was in London in lockdown and then I walked around with the song on repeat and I just started to visualize like, what am I seeing? And I knew that I was going to be in Amsterdam to shoot it. Oh, yeah. So I was like, what am I seeing? What is the story? And then I would just like write it all down in my notes. And then I came home mm-hmm. and I wrote, wrote it out. I made like a mood board and I talked about it with the girl that filmed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because like that was definitely my first video clip. And now I would definitely do that differently, but it's okay. <laughs> so you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. And then the second video clip. So for mutual needs, that was more of a more professional take on that because first of all, I was watching a movie, Only God Forgives, and I didn't mm-hmm. understand a thing about the movie but i i loved the visuals and there was this one particular scene Mm -hmm. that had like the fighting and i was like that's what i felt like when i was in that relationship like there was like as if we were like in a box ring constantly fighting the fact that we didn't Mm. fit Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so i was like that should be the video clip that i am fight that i'm in the in a boxing ring with the person that i'm actually in the relationship with but also the new person that i'm gonna find because there was already a new person in my life when i finished Mm -hmm. the song um you know that's the second verse is like i'm afraid to tell you i found somebody new um Mm -hmm. so i was like okay i need those two people and then just i was in amsterdam and then i think within a week i just got the whole team together um I randomly asked a friend of mine who is an, a professional actor, like, can you please direct it? He was like, dope, I'll do that. <laughs> to a, the, yeah. the, um, one guy I met on the street, and I was like, do you want to play in my video clip? He was like, dope, never done that. Sure, I'm there. And then the other uh-huh. guy was actually um, a really good friend of mine. And yeah, and then we just... It's an we, eclectic group. Yeah, and we just shot it. <laughs> yeah, and like we shot it. And like, to be honest, I wrote the script the day before. And I was like, fuck, I don't even actually really know what we're going to do. And then my friend who directed it, he totally helped out. And we just all like did it together and visualized it. But like the main, like the main concept was there and the core was there, of course, because the story is the core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then for the future, I would definitely love to take actual, like someone on board like that I, that I admire, like a director or um, mm-hmm. a visual person. And I would like, I have. I have one particular idea. I like. I really love to do like a one take with like a, like a dance and things and like the camera that switches and yeah. And like if I, I definitely in the future would love to make like a film album. You know where it's like a Mm -hmm. visual album. I mean, like things like that because of my acting, um, past or history. I guess Mm -hmm. I would love to do that. You know in, in really the music cool. as well oh i would be so cool i, I would be so would, excited yeah i'm excited for that <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> so everyone that you've worked with doing visuals so far people that you know like friends and except no, for the some guy people i would like, yeah except from that guy and also like the guys that <laughs> i shot it i met them mm-hmm. on the day of the um so i just met one person at like the only event i went to since covid existed um mm and he was he was a cameraman i was like oh let me let me see what you do and he makes great work so i was like oh dope we should work together like how about next week let's shoot my video clip (laughs) and he was like sure and he got together a a bunch of people so it was literally meeting most of them on the day itself oh Um, yeah 
Yeah, I'm I'm like a, I'm a go with the flow type of person sometimes, and sometimes it mm-hmm. works out for the best, and sometimes. No, actually, I think most of the times it turns out. It works out. <laughs> what's what's like, your star sign? I'm Pisces. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna. I was thinking Libra because you're like. I'm so I have faster. Libra in me. That's really funny that you uh-huh. say that. No way. And Nikki's like the master of star signs. She can always guess. Yeah. So Libra <laughs> is my ascendant. So that's like how the v- world views me. Oh wow! Look at yeah. that. <laughs> Love. What it. do you guys? More proof. <laughs> your sun is Pisces. Your mm-hmm. rising is Libra. What's your moon? Oh, my moon. Um, I think it was Pisces. Oh, really? I have an double Pisces. I have like Pisces, Libra, and Capricorn. Those are the like I think the three that are just kind of all over my houses. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Wait, I think yeah, my moon must have been either Libra. Nick's like analyzing. Yeah, this. Just, I, I just have it now. I have it on <laughs> app. <laughs> You truly want to know. I you have co-star. Yeah, I have co-star. I have all them. Love co-star. Yeah, and recently I've been like doing like moon rituals and stuff. It's really dope, like fun. Oh, cool! Really? Yeah. Like what kind? So like with the full moon, I write everything down and I want to let go of that month, and then I burn it. Oh. And then, yeah, and then with the new moon, I manifest. So I do a meditation, take a bath, and I truly believe that I manifested zane lowe to play my song on his um radio show because <laughs> yeah I, I did a manifestation meditation on that and then it happened so that's so cool i need to start doing that surprise listen up people <laughs> i'm like writing this i'm like new moon yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like we need to start asking every guest like what their star sign is because mm-hmm. sometimes we like we like it comes to mind and I ask but sometimes we don't and then we like try to guess after we're like damn really like, seem like a Virgo kind of and then we <laughs> imagine texting him afterwards just wondering are you a Virgo like yeah are you hey, great interview thank you so much for coming on the podcast um what yeah. time were you born where and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I heard people do that actually when they're about to date someone they oh, like yes. check their whole everything oh yeah every single time my friends are like oh i'm talking to this guy or like i'm talking to this new girl i'm like birthday birth time birth location <laughs> I'm like i need that to know true. you say that immediately i'm like before you guys get any closer i need to know i need <laughs> but it's so hard even when you know even when you know a horoscope but you just like are very mm-hmm. attracted to someone like their mind and their heart and mm-hmm. yeah and potentially their body um you know it's really <laughs> hard to just like be like well their horoscope said some really awful things about them and yeah it's like, I mean, it definitely is how hard. are you not gonna try you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> the curiosity always I mean, wins for me i think i don't know for me i'm like i would never be like no i wouldn't date someone i wouldn't be friends with someone yeah. because of their sign but if it was, like, really bad, I would think twice. Like, it would yeah, make me okay. hesitate. If it's, like, really bad. I've just never seen a really bad horoscope, maybe. Um, oh. I don't know. <laughs> Any guess? There are, like, some people. There are, like, certain signs that there are people that Which I'm, like, I, every single time. I want to say Taurus. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I have, like, friends that are Taurus, but, like, for. My brother's a Taurus, but it's not his best. It's not the best aspect of him, I will say. I think how, how about Gemini? Gemini is a little crazy. Love hate. I love Gemini, but I love like I do love Gemini, but they are insane. Yeah, Gemini just have literal two sides. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. People who say they don't believe, actually, like I was kind of like eased into believing in horoscopes. Like I didn't really for a long time, 
And then I kind of made friends with all these people who really, really believed it. And they like sat me down. <laughs> They're like, birth time, birthday, like, like let's let's go. Like, let's <laughs> figure out your whole situation. And they like read me my chart and I was like, damn, that I kind of really relate to all that stuff. Right. <laughs> and like, then live your life. Yeah. Fine. I think that there's truth to it. Yeah. I agree. And I agree. And comforting. Like, definitely yeah. can. It's like, oh, yeah, that's why so. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's why I'm That's what's more. wrong with me. <laughs> makes sense. It's in the stars. It's not my fault. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's um all our questions for you today. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Yes, thank you. That was so fun. Thank you as well. That was a lot of fun. Okay, welcome back for Song of the Week and, and Woman of, of the Week. week. Okay, do you want to go? My Song of the Week this week is called Here Before by Problem Child and Tiger Darrow. Oh, Tiger. Tiger. Hello. Tiger's just awesome, as you guys yep. know, because we've talked about her so many times so before. Many times. <laughs> um, One of our faves. Yeah, she really is. Patron saint of the podcast, amazing. Tiger Darrow. Just all around amazing. Um, she released a song with Problem Child, and it's just really cool, and it's, like, fun, and it has kind of, like, this, like, EDM-ish. Well, not, like, EDM, yeah. but it has, like, this electronic factor, too, which is fun. And I, I just really just like... EDM when I when I think yeah. <laughs> electronic music. And I really just, like, there's a lyric on it. It's, like, um, five, six, seven, eight, paint my eyelids purple, said I look so fucking great. And I just think it's a fun <laughs> line. And Tiger I listen to it like genius. when I'm on my way to work, and I'm like, and I'm like, Six, I just seven. think it's fun. So yeah, um, I it's a fun that. song. It's Tiger's amazing. Her voice is just so so beautiful and so so captivating. Yeah. And like she writes such fun and like cool lyrics always. And so if you haven't listened to it, I definitely think you should. And you Go know, just hit take it a, up. Go take a deep it. dive into the world of Tiger Darrow because you will be doing yourself a favor. <laughs> You really will be. She's great. My song of the week is Best Friend by Lauren Aquilina. And yes, I did no a Lauren way. Aquilina song like very recently, but I'm kind of obsessed with her. So what can I say? I feel like people don't write about or they don't like own up to writing about platonic relationships enough. Mm-hmm. And there's so much focus on like romantic breakups and romantic falling in loves and stuff like that. But in the song, she says, nobody breaks my heart like my best friend, which mm-hmm. I feel like needs to be said. And it's kind of like that article you sent me, Anik, about making platonic friendships, mm-hmm. your, like most important relationships in your life. Yeah. And that's just me and Anik and Rachel deciding that we are going to be each other's significant others yep. in a platonic way for the rest of our lives. <laughs> like we are our platonic SOs. Yep. <laughs> but... um. I I mean, I know that, like, I'm young, so obviously I don't have a lot of big heartbreaks happening or anything romantically, but I just feel like, at least at this point in my life, I don't care about romantic things even close to as much as I care <laughs> about my friends, and I like to see that represented in a song, and I just really love that she said it in such a beautiful way and, like, acknowledged how emotional and important those relationships are, mm-hmm. and so that's my song of the week. That's so funny because I was literally thinking about making that one of my song of the week. Really? Yeah, it's so I have, good. Because you showed me Latest Ghost and then I listened mm-hmm. to her other songs. And the yeah. first song I heard after that was Best Friend. And I really, really liked it. So I have, it's one of those songs that I've saved. And as I was like looking to pick, mm. I was like, should I? Maybe I should like, do 
<laughs> woman of the week. My woman of the week this week is Megan The Stallion. Ayo. She is a go, singer, songwriter, rapper, originally from Houston, Texas. Queen. Which, you know, my cousin's from there, so, you know, gotta have a soft spot for Houston, even though... Even though Texas, Texas is... We're sawing off the United it's States. Texas. <laughs> no offense to people from Texas, but... Anyway, I really, really love her. I think that she's just, like, a really strong and powerful woman and, like, stands up for what she believes in and is very, like, vocal about things that she cares about. And Mm -hmm. she's just a really talented human. She's so so talented. Yeah, she's really, really talented. Just, like, all around as far as, like, performance, writing, singing, rapping, whatever it is that she's doing. She's got the whole 360. Yeah. So she is my woman of the week this week. Megan the Stallion. My woman of the week is Bridget Mendler, <laughs> former Disney star turned <laughs> part-time turn musician. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that when you said Megan the Stallion. I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> These are not, I mean, they're both great, but not really from the same like yeah. type of Very thing. different. Yeah. But I will say, um, she is a former Disney star. When she started putting... What what am I talking about? <laughs> um, the music that she has put out post-Disney, since parting ways with Disney, is so good. Who knew Teddy from Good Luck Charlie had an alternative pop queen just waiting to be released when she got out of that Sasha Disney did. contract? I didn't. I really didn't. I was surprised. But her song (laughs) Library and her song Atlantis are so good. She kind of dabbles in the EDM world, speaking of that, and Mm -hmm. in the R&B world. And I just feel really proud of her. She hasn't released music in a while, but she has, like, one, like, a couple singles. Um, Mm -hmm. Not a couple. More than a couple. Like, a handful of singles. (laughs) Um, Since, like, parting ways with her Disney life. And... They are just really good, and I've been listening to them, and even though they're not recent, I just wanted to give a shout-out to my girl, Teddy. <laughs> Bridget Medler. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so that's my woman of the week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next see week. See you next week. Mwah. Even Mwah. in the dark, I see your face.